at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered especially heinous. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are members of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Allens Confidential. Today, we're joined by two of the grads in the Perth office who are at the same level of us, so this might not be quite as much of an interview as it is just a friendly chat. Do you guys want to take it away and introduce yourselves? My name's Jonathan Holborn. I'm a first-year lawyer in the litigation team, and uh, I started out in projects under Jody Reinmuth, uh, working primarily in the in the energy sector and and resources as well. I did a lot of iron ore work. Currently working with Phil Blackstall in the litigation team. The main thing I'm working on at the moment is one of the biggest commercial insolvencies in Australia. Wow, sounds really interesting. Elle, what about you? You have just had the reverse path, haven't you? Jono and I are almost like twins. I started in lit and now I'm in projects. I primarily worked for Jody, even though I was in lit and a Sydney litigation partner, Kim Reed. So it was pretty interesting to work across the states. And then now I'm in projects under Jody and like Jonathan, I primarily do a lot of iron ore work, um, work for our big mining clients, which is pretty exciting and quite different to litigation. What are the big differences you find between litigation and projects? I, I find in litigation, it tends to be a bit more document heavy. So I spend a lot of time uh, dealing dealing with all, all the folders for counsel and and doing doing quite a lot of doc review and th- those kinds of things, which is which is good as well because you you really get across the material. You're kind of the first point of contact when anyone needs advice about where a document comes from or who's written what or who's said what at what time and when things happen. So you, you're in you're kind of right across the chronology of events uh, to a greater extent than any anyone else. What about you, Elle? Any insights into the big differences? In projects, it's a lot of work which is called front-end work. So it's a lot of drafting. I've been involved in negotiations, which is really exciting. It's a lot more, I guess, I've primarily only worked underneath the partners, which has been really great in terms of learning and the type of work I've been doing. But like I said, it's primarily drafting, looking at contracts, a lot more like commercial strategy, you know, looking at what the business objectives are, how they're all going to come to fruition. So which practice group do you think is actually closer to Suits in real life? <laughs> I've actually never watched Suits. That's probably <laughs> a really, like, loser thing to say. But if I was to pick, I would say, isn't Suits more like litigation? Uh, no, I, th- I think they do quite a few deals in Suits as well. Um, but but I, think, I think the deals are a lot more uh, acrimonious in, in suits than they are in, in real life. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of the, the, the deal participants fighting with each other and blackmailing each other and all those kinds of things. And that, that generally doesn't happen in practice. At least it shouldn't. Yeah. I, I don't think they're very fit and proper in suits, but we've actually jumped ahead because what we normally ask our guests is, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to? Obviously putting aside Alan's Confidential, which will become your number one. I listen to quite a few different podcasts. I really like um, American politics podcasts, so I like to listen to. I kind of listen to both sides. So I like to listen to Pod Save America on the on the left side of politics. So they're both ex Obama uh, speech writers. So they they kind of provide the the left point of view. And then on the right, I like to listen to Ben Shapiro, who's a really interesting guy, Harvard educated lawyer uh, and an Orthodox Jew. So completely different perspectives, and it's really interesting to listen to. Uh, the different takes they have on on similar events and and the the totally divergent worldviews and it kind of provides a bit of a window into the the political schism in that in that country at the moment, which is quite interesting. 
Uh, other than that, I've recently started listening to a really cool podcast called Business Wars, which delves into the history of some of the big, um, the big stouches in, in business history. So they do Coke versus Pepsi, Nike versus Adidas, Sony versus Nintendo. And, and you get to learn all about the, the kind of backroom machinations that are, that are going on, um, influencing all the business decisions that, that are happening over a, a course of, in some cases, centuries with these really old companies. I'm sure there are some of those that we probably can't comment on at all. Yeah. Um, but does it also give you a bit of an insight into what goes on from perhaps in the behind closed doors in your day-to-day job? Um, yeah, I, I think so. They're always talking in, in big law firms about the idea of, of commerciality and, and understanding our clients' motivations, which is a really key uh, skill that, that you, you learn to develop early on. And, and I, I think the, the Business Wars podcast has, has helped me a little bit and, and given me a bit, of a, a bit more insight into, into how things actually work. Oh, so you can learn from other podcasts, not just Alan's Confidential. <laughs> what about you, Elle? Um, I'm more of a trashy TV type. But I have listened, well, listened to Hamish and Andy, but that's probably the only podcast. I mean, if you're only going to listen to one, that's a pretty solid choice. So I guess all of us have had pretty similar journeys in terms of how we joined the firm as clerks. Did you guys want to talk about your experience coming to Allen's and maybe any mishaps that occurred along the way? Sure. Allen's was my, I think, I think my last clerkship. I think some people, by the time they get to the, their last clerkship, probably feeling a little bit less pressure because they think maybe they've already gotten a, an option out there. I, I wasn't sure. There was one place where I was pretty convinced I was not going to get an offer because I'd had a bit of a, a social disaster. So, so what happened with, at this firm, which will remain unnamed, I went to the, the Christmas party, which was at a, an establishment in Scarborough that will also remain unnamed. <laughs> and at this, at this particular bar, they they have these kind of weird shaped tables that are that are in the shape of kind of tiki heads. So they've got these these big pointy noses that that jut out. So I went and got my I think it was only my second beer, nice big pint of a a, a beautiful red ale. Uh, I sat down opposite a partner, put my beer on this on this table, adjusted myself slightly. And my knee caught under the, the overhang of this jutty nose thing on the table. I lifted the table upwards, spilled literally an entire pint of beer on the partner sitting opposite me <laughs> and, and kind of just, just hung around for, for about 15 minutes, which I felt was about the right length of time just to so it looked like I wasn't running away in, in total shame and then, and then got out of there pretty quickly. So. By the time I got to Alan's, I was like, well, I better do better do better a better job in this clerkship. I mean, that's really great advice for our listeners as well. Where possible, try not to spill food and drink on other people, whether clerkship applicants or partners of law firms. Yeah, actually, I remember during my clerkship process being terrified to eat a single thing, thinking, oh, I've got to make sure I've got my glass in the left hand so that I shake people, my hands are going to be cold. I do think that often people think, oh, I can't, can't possibly eat. What if I drop food on the floor? Spoiler, no one's going to judge you if you drop food on the floor. It's kind of fine. You can have some of the canapes. They're usually the best ones. Yeah, I literally spilled, spilled a whole bunch of burrito sauce on myself at the last clerkship event. <laughs> I mean, I've got a job, so it's okay. But <laughs> Yeah, you probably also just duck downstairs to grab a spare shirt from your office. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Elle? Any tiffs getting through the clerkship experience or fun stories to share? 
Um, I do have a fun story, which is like very embarrassing. But I got my, I think it was like first week of clerkship. I had gotten a task and it was a reviewing a contract. So I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. You're going to ace this. No worries. But there was a question I was unsure about. So I went into this senior, senior associate's office and I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, a little bit unsure about this section and like what this, what this word means. And then I proceeded to say, and she's like, what section? I go rectals. And she's like, what? And I was like, rectals, rectals right here. And then she obviously pisses herself laughing. And she goes, do you mean recitals? And I was like, <laughs> at this point, I'm dead inside, right? I'm standing there going, well, seven years of law school doesn't matter because I don't have a job. And I proceeded to tell her about how I couldn't read and that was really funny. Um, but long story short, she thought it was hilarious. We're like best of friends now. I still got a job, even though saying rectals quite a couple of times and failing to read. Um, so I guess the moral of the story is, it's fine to make mistakes, like failing to read, um, because the people are pretty, like, they're all normal. They all get it. Like, if you can just, like, poke fun at yourself and be comfortable in yourself, I think, like, that's the best kind of way to approach it. Do you still get rectal exam jokes chucked out at you from time to time? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Also, every time I read a contract, the word recitals is, like, ingrained just like etched into my brain. <laughs> but yeah, so like maybe don't do that mistake. But that senior associate and I are very close friends now. It's often those really awkward moments that bring you much closer together. In fact, one of I remember one of the things that brought us together, Elle, was our first meeting at the litigation retreat. And that was a pretty fun night, but I think what goes on tour stays on tour. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very fun night. So I guess the other question people would be interested in, obviously you've gotten through the clerkship process and you've gotten grad jobs, so well done. Um, and despite a few stumbles, you guys are going fine. But what was the clerkship process like for you guys and sort of what do you think it was like when you actually started working at Allen's? I'll take the first bit of that first. Um, the, the clerkship process I found pretty daunting and pretty exhausting. I, I especially found the the social aspect before the clerkship had even started really tiring, all, all the cocktail functions and things like that. I think I eventually took the view that my, my strategy at those things would be to talk to one or two people who were kind of young lawyers or, or mid-level so it wasn't, wasn't super intimidating and I'd just get to know them really well and have a have a good conversation with one or two people rather than networking really broadly and and build some kind of connection with a, with a smaller group and then I'd get out of there before I embarrassed myself so that was that was how I approached that and then the, the clerkship process once I was actually in in the clerkship was just I, th I think it was just a matter of of expanding that outwards and, and getting to know a few more people and and then obviously you, you're trying to you're trying to demonstrate that you're capable of doing the work and you're a fun person to work with as well and you, you can bring a, a positive attitude and and make everyone's day kind of go smoothly without bringing any negative energy into the office you know and and I think that's the main thing that people want out of the clerkship process and it's one of one of the things that I'm really interested in when when the clerks come around is is to see who I want to work with because I, I think by the time you have a clerkship, everyone acknowledges that you have the marks and you have the talent. They just want to see who you are and what you're like. 
Although actually on that, didn't you sort of try and make enemies with your fellow grads in your first week with the firm? I, I heard you had a bit of an unfortunate outing in Melbourne. Well, well, again, again, that's that's after getting the job. So so you, you can start making some enemies and, and pushing back a little after that if you want. But no, I, yeah, I did have a bit of a disaster. So so one of the really cool things about being a grad at Allen's is that in your first week, they they ship you off to Melbourne for your induction week. And the firm bankrolls all of your meals and, and things like that. So you, so you get to go out and really bond with your, with your grad group over a, over a nice dinner and some drinks. Um, and the first night we were out, I was just doing a bit of, bit of Google searching and a bit of, bit of research as to where we should go. I chose this, this Chinese restaurant somewhere in, in, um, in, in the Chinatown kind of district of the, of the Melbourne CBD. And I must have chosen the only bad Chinese restaurant along that strip and everyone had a, had a dinner that they didn't enjoy and everyone just gave me so much shit for the rest of the week. I had to work really <laughs> hard with my recommendations after that to, to um, get back into the, into the good graces of my fellow grads, but I wasn't very popular for, for a while there. Sort of glad that that story didn't wind up with. And then no one could come to the second day of training because we all had food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when Jonathan uses the word restaurant, it's very loose. Uh, it was more like some back alley stall underneath a supermarket. Pretty sure I only ate rice because I was scared for my life. In, in fairness to me, Elle basically usually only eats rice <laughs> anyway because she's the pickiest eater of all time. So... <laughs> her, her, her major complaint is that she doesn't like to eat mixed food and, and none of us has ever been able to achieve a precise definition of what constitutes mixed food. That is a curious case. <laughs> Although I feel like I should probably caveat, Sydney does not get flown to Melbourne for orientation week, but Brisbane does get flown here. So you get to meet people across the different offices and have a good old time when you start out for the first week or so. Yeah, it is actually a, a pretty fun time to meet people and make some new friends, which is one of the other best things I think about the clerkship in hindsight. Go through this <laughs> grueling, rigorous interview process. And at the end of it, you're hanging out with 30 or so people who have also been through that process and are therefore basically handpicked to be your buds. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's, that's right. You, you, you do form some bonds in, in those traumatic situations. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both now acting as buddies for new summer clerks. Do you have any advice that you are giving them that you wish that you'd known during your clerkship process? I think the advice that I usually give the clerks that are my buddies is just not to put too much pressure on themselves. Like I think it's good that you just be yourself and that you come in and it's important that you enjoy your clerkship as much as everyone else does. Like although it's like a grueling process like we've discussed, it is designed for you to have fun Meet, make friends with people at the firm, make friends with your potential other graduates that you might have when you go through the clerkship process. So I generally tell them like to take the pressure off and actually enjoy it. And then naturally people will gravitate, gravitate towards you because you're going to be more relaxed. You're going to be yourself and you're going to be warm and approachable. Yeah. I, I just think try to be fun as, as well. I, I, I totally agree with Elle. One of the things I did on, on my last day of my clerkship, um, I was a little bit quiet and we had a, karaoke evenings slated for, for that night. So given that I had nothing to do, I thought, well, well, actually I have to go back a bit for this, this story because, because that year's grads had challenged the clerks to a, to a sing-off at the karaoke evening. And I thought, well, I, I, I'm willing to bet that they are going to absolutely phone it in and put in no effort whatsoever, um, which, I was, which I was totally correct about. They did a terrible job. Um, <laughs> and I, I decided, well, 
seeing as I don't have all that much to do right now, why don't I put in a little bit of effort into this? So I, I, I um, sat down and wrote a, a spoof version of Total Eclipse of the Heart called Totally Eclipsed by the Clarks. That is superb. And all the Clarks got up and, 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 and sang this, this spoof version of the karaoke evening that night. Now, I reckon, I can't be certain, but I think that might have gotten me a job. It definitely got you the job. Look, I only just found this out and it's easily the single best thing about you already. What about you, Geneva? Have you got any tips for young players? I mean, I think I've got a backward L set on this one. I remember when I was applying, I was really nervous and thinking, oh, you know, the interviews are a test and they're going to try and trip me up. And I sort of approached it in this really anxious way. And my dad really helped me put it in perspective. He was like, you know, Geneva, you're walking into the room with the same objective as them. You know, they want you to be the right person for the job and you want to be the right person for the job. And I sort of thought, oh, yeah, like we're all on the same page here. We all want the same thing. And I think once I looked at it in that way, it made the process a lot easier and, um, you know, equally, I don't want to work somewhere where people think I won't fit in, you know, so I want to make sure that the culture is a good fit for, for everyone. I agree with that, particularly the point about the mindset that you take into the interviews. I use that same sort of advice in a slightly different way in that I realized about halfway through the whole process that actually I was spending an hour or so with two people who charged out at nearly a thousand dollars an hour, if not more. And that was something I could never afford to pay for myself. So I shouldn't go in thinking, oh, this is a test and I should be stressed about it. I should go in thinking, gee, what an opportunity I have to spend this time with these people who are leaders in the field in which I want to spend my life. How great is this? And what is it that I want to get out of this hour, regardless of whether or not I get a job out of it? Because it's an opportunity really to learn something about the profession that you've chosen or that you think you might like to choose. So, you know. Go in with your own agenda. Make of it what you can and don't think of it as a test. And I, I think that applies even, even more strongly once you actually have your grad position because then you have even greater access to these incredibly experienced and, and intelligent people that you can, you can really learn from if you, if you glom onto them. Absolutely. And they really do take the time. I've been so impressed by the generosity of the senior people that we work with, you know, happy to sit down tell you about esoteric points of law that may or may not be relevant to whatever it is that you're doing with them. It's, it's been a great experience. Yeah, I mean, equally, people have been pretty generous with their time on this podcast as well. And we've had some real insights into the, the firm and, you know, from you guys today and from people in other episodes. So I think we might, on this uplifting and positive note, say farewell. But thanks so much, both of you, for coming in to have a chat with us. I'm sure people listening found your stories both very comforting and also maybe hilarious. Yeah, so thanks everyone for coming in. Thanks very much for having us. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of another episode of Alan's Confidential and I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to our guests this week as much as we've enjoyed talking to them and learning a bit more about them and the firm. So please subscribe if you enjoy the podcast and feel free to share it around to any friends or family members that you think might get a kick out of it and we hope you'll tune in again soon.